Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew and I am in mourning. I'm I'm on the struggle bus. I, I can't even get through the introduction for the podcast today. I'm a mess. Apart from that, I am a writer working in TV development and I am a handy faithful. Although I don't even want to be associated with the faithful at this moment in time. We'll, we'll talk about it more in a while. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award-winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. This season of the podcast is dedicated to The Traitors Australia Season 2, and today I'll be exploring Episode 5 with a brand new guest co-host. I am going to skip the TT News segment for today because I, I how can I think of anything else when... Episode 5 is on the horizon, and this is such a huge episode. There's so much to talk about, so let's get straight to it. Let's meet my guest. I'm joined by my new guest co-host, Maria Ames. Maria has a degree in media production and has worked for the BBC. She's also immersed in the theatre world as a primary school teacher and of course, is a huge fan of The Traitors. Maria, welcome to The Trader. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem. Normally, you know, we'll wait till the end of the episode. We'll talk about it chronologically. I think if people are listening to this, they've seen episode five and they know what happens. How <laughs> how are your emotions right now? Because I'm very upset. Devastated. <laughs> Devastated in a word. Exactly. I mean... Well, we'll get there, but, you know, we have to just address this. This is a toughie, but such a good episode. Um, what's what's your background with The Traitors, Maria? When did you first discover the show? What, what version of it did you see first? I jumped onto the Traitors UK bandwagon. Um, I think after it had already pretty much all been shown, so I kind of binge watched it yeah. and was hooked from the first episode and literally did binge it and then i've seen the u.s version australia season one and of course jumped straight into season two do you uh have a favorite of any of the seasons you've seen so far i don't want to give any spoilers <laughs> but just in case someone hasn't seen it but i think the uk one possibly toxic because i love claudia and i quite liked the ending okay yeah yeah uh, yeah we'll say no more but good good choice good call um uh, any have you watched any of new zealand do you know anything about what's happening in that season no i i probably will once i've watched australia i think yeah have you i have watched uh about five episodes at this point uh and there are more out so i've not i'm not completely caught up but i am watching um, so I, I think it's, it's it would be worth watching after this. I would recommend it. Now, before we talk about episode five of The Traitors Australia, I'm going to introduce you and the listeners to our podcast game. We are going to play The Trader Traitor. Our goal from here on in is to tell one undetected lie to one another. The lie can be big or small, it can be about the traitors or yourself or anything else, as long as it is a complete fabrication. We're looking for fake facts though, not fake opinions. 
For example, you could tell me that in tonight's episode, Roger can be heard crying off camera after the banishment. However, you can't tell me that you think or feel that tonight's banishment was the most upsetting to happen since Angel Andrea and the UK Traitors season one was murdered. That would be a fake opinion. A very valid opinion, but an opinion nonetheless. <laughs> Maria, are you ready to play the Trader Traitor and Betray Me? I am. Excellent. Let's go for it. We're going to talk about episode five of The Traitors Australia season two. So we start with our recap. As we always do, we're reminded that Paul was murdered by the remaining traitors, Blake and Sam. Uh, Luke and Annabelle are completely on to Sam, but they can't get everyone on board quite yet. Instead, in the last episode, everyone turned on Ian and poor Ian was banished. We have nine faithful left. When, when Roger says this, nine faithful left, I thought, how are we already at like half the players we started with trying to end we're at nine it's they got out so quickly yeah and it and it made me realize i get there there are uh, i think two fewer players in this season uh it's either two or four there were there were more players in the first season uh and there were only 20 this time so i guess maybe that makes a little bit of a difference um it's uh, it's interesting that the the recap shows them uh the two traitors just basically saying nah they're gonna they're not gonna recruit um because at the end of the last episode it wasn't totally clear we didn't know are they gonna they're gonna recruit they're gonna murder but in this recap segment it's made very clear that they're not gonna recruit so there's like a bit of a funny difference there and and it looks like they're deciding between luke and roha to murder so we arrive at breakfast uh annabelle's first She's very excited to get first dibs on the hash browns. Um, that might seem like a strange thing to say. Why is she so excited about this? But from speaking to previous contestants, it takes hours to film these breakfast scenes. Um, the murdered player is only told they're murdered in the morning when they're they're waiting to go down to breakfast. They're not really told the night before. So they sort of take a really long time to get them down one by one find the murdered player, tell them that actually they're not going to breakfast. I think by the time the last person arrives, that breakfast is stone cold. Yeah. So, so I can understand why Annabelle's excited about the hash browns. And also hash browns are delicious anyway, so why wouldn't you be? <laughs> After Keith arrives, Blake arrives. Uh, Blake thinks that no one's onto him. He, he's feeling pretty safe. But Annabelle is also onto Blake. Because she thinks that his reaction to Ian's banishment was way too much, that that he seemed too rehearsed and that he was gesticulating too much. She was she's saying they there's too much of, drama. They cut back to it, didn't they? Yes. And after she said that, and I thought, she is very right. It was it was really bizarre. Yeah. She's gutted and like everyone had really let him down. It was quite odd. Yeah. Because but I mean, Blake seems to be a pretty quiet, reserved guy. Yeah. But I think Annabelle's right that maybe he's his acting is just a little bit too much. Um. So she's she's observing. She's she's noticed that there's something a bit strange about the way he was behaving. Um. 
in the words of Shania Twain, that don't impress her much. Uh, similarly, she's also completely acting when Sam walks in because uh, like, she grabs him for a hug. She's saying she's so happy he's back. But I, she's doing the smart thing because it's a bad idea to let a traitor know that you're onto them, I think, yeah. until you're in the banishment room and you're, you've decided you're going to vote. So, I mean, do you think... She, can you see why she's given him a big hug and even though she thinks he's a traitor, does that make sense to you? Well, yeah, definitely. Because then he says something like, um, like, can't they all see it's my friends that are still here? So yeah, it kind of proves the point, I suppose. It's a good job she did because he's keeping his friends in. Yeah, he thinks. Yeah, he thinks Annabelle and Luke are his besties. Uh, little does he know that they have him completely figured out. We're down to the last two, and it's either going to be Roja or Luke. Uh, I, I'm i convinced, uh, and you've probably heard me going on about this, Maria, I'm convinced that Annabelle, as a super fan of the Traitors, is probably cottoned on to this production trick that they always keep two faithfuls, or they, they keep a faithful to the end for the sake of the viewers. So I, I'm sure Annabelle must be watching the last person every day and thinking you're probably a faithful like does that make sense yes and it seems like a kind of huge production issue if they do it for all seasons furthermore yes they're, they're gonna have to think about some other way of doing this i definitely want to talk to annabelle about this hopefully fingers crossed she may be on the podcast so this is definitely on my list of questions um Hannah uh, says that she's going to be really upset if Roja's gone because they seem to have become very close. And I just want to say at this point, I keep calling Roja Rohan. A, because I used to teach a boy called Rohan uh, as a teacher. And also in Lord of the Rings, there's like a place called Rohan uh, like, and they have the Riders of Rohan. And so I just keep hearing his name and thinking it's Rohan. It's not. So I, if I call him that by accident, that's why I'm saying it. Uh, anyway, on the other hand, Annabelle is desperate for Luke to come back. So Hannah wants Roja, Annabelle wants Luke, because he's her fellow traitor hunter, and she kind of needs him to help get Sam out because she's convinced Sam's a traitor. Again, when we see the silhouette through the frosty glass, I'm telling you, I knew it was Luke straight away. I, I, I think I'm a super recognizer. I think I can recognize people by their silhouettes. So Luke's there. I know it's him. And Annabelle, she hugs him. She says, <laughs> she says this thing which made me laugh. She goes, Thank thank God you're here. Um I, <laughs> now that seems like a normal phrase. But the phrase thank God you're here in an Australian accent makes me think of a very famous Australian character. Maria, have you seen Summer Heights High, the TV show? No. Have, have you heard of Summer Heights High? Yes. <laughs> okay. There's a character called Mr. G. He's the drama teacher in Summer Heights High. And this is one of his infamous phrases <laughs> during drama activities with students. He, he plays roles. He says, any, basically, anyone listening who knows Mr. G will know what I'm talking about. Thank God you're here. Um, so I wonder if Annabelle is channeling Mr. G. She is very dramatic. It would make sense. So Luke's there, which means Roja's gone, and Hannah is absolutely gutted. 
we then get a little bit of a voiceover uh, from Sam the traitor. Sam says that they plotted Roja's murder to deliberately to split up him and Hannah. Um, and he thinks that Hannah will now join forces with him. It's it's so devious. Uh, I mean, he has a great traitor. I'm going to really not want to say that later on, but um, maybe... Well, I'm saying he's a great traitor. Maria, do you think they murdered the right person? Do you think it should have been Luke? I think it should have been Luke, um, based on what we, as the viewer, know about what Luke suspects about the traitors. Yeah. Um, the thing with Sam, I... I feel like, and it's probably in the editing, but he does come across as like he has these looks. It's he looks at like he thinks he's an evil genius, and he, <laughs> I mean, how can they not see it? How can they not? It it seems to us like it's very obvious. There's always these little like side eyes and yeah. like these smiles to camera. I don't know. It's just a bit bizarre. But is- I feel like it looks very obvious. But yeah, I mean. I'm sure that is in the edit. I'm sure it isn't as obvious. Yeah, it's so difficult to tell, isn't it? That you're you're right from our perspective. We're like, look at him, he's acting like a, a traitor. It's so obvious, but you just don't know how much of that those shots are taken out of context or yeah. how many other things are happening at that moment. Maybe there are other people who are making strange facial expressions and we don't know who everybody's looking at. Um it, it's difficult to tell out, but yeah, uh, Sam. Sam does think he's an evil genius. I mean, kind of is a bit of an evil genius, but well, yeah. Um, I also loved it this bit when Sam is explaining why they killed Roha. He says that his emoji right now would he, would be the purple devil, and they put it on the screen. Um, I <laughs> I died at this point. Like they also did. In, in the last episode, I think they did the slow mo shot of Ian during the silver mission at the minefield. <laughs> I think the like production and the editors are having quite a sense of humor uh-huh. with I this. Agree. Um, they even on social media in the last few days changed the logo for the traitors to call it the dummies to because they're quoting some of the banished faithful. Um, so that they're having, I, I really like it actually that they're they're willing to just be a bit silly at times. Also, by the way, the, the the purple devil emoji. I'm like Sam. I think some people use that for something else. So just very funny that you picked that. Uh, so the door swings. Hannah thinks it's Roha. She's like almost excited. Maybe he's not been murdered. Um, and Sam is right next to her, playing on her vulnerability at this moment. But of course, it's Roger who comes in. Roger says that the game is slightly less fabulous now that Roja and Ian are gone. It's, I mean, it's funny when he says that, but also I'm like, is that a hate crime? Like, what, Roger, what are you implying? Like, are you just recognizing the truth that they're fabulous or is there something else going on? Um, and Roger says, perhaps that bestie of yours is actually your worst enemy. I feel like he's trying to like, I give him a hint. Yeah. Like, maybe Sam's not so great as you all think, guys. Come on, wake up a bit. But I I don't know. I, I want, I, What do you think? Do you, I wonder if, you know, Roger's not making up these lines. He's being fed lines to say by production. I wonder how much they want traitors to be found at various points. You know, I wonder how much they want to influence the outcomes of the round table. What do you think? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. 
Mm, because when obviously they said that and then I think it cut to Hannah sat next to Sam yeah. and she kind of glanced at him and I thought oh is she thinking <laughs> because I mean at this point I'm still like come on he was so sure on getting Ash out like how do you not see this how could he have been so sure but yeah I do wonder having watched season one how much they influence what the end result's going to be because I have major issues with what happened at the end of season one. Yeah. So I, yes, I wonder how much of a chance they want the faithfuls to have. Yes, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I possibly know a little bit more than you do at this point, so I won't say too much, but it, yes, it's going to become interesting what happens as the season goes on. Um. Blake is, uh, I noticed he's going a bit over the top again. Uh, he start after Roger's spoken to them, he, he starts saying these wild things like, they've got free reign to get anyone. Like, <laughs> it's, I'm sort of going, Blake, please calm down. But Annabelle is on him. I think she notices because she immediately talks to Luke. Uh, she's, she's very smart, I think, and Luke's on board as well. I'm loving this partnership between them. I have a suggestion. If I worked in Australia, I would be pitching a reality detective show starring Annabelle and Luke as an unlikely duo. They just would be ideal casting. I think they could go around Australia solving like weird, mysterious cases that have never been cracked. Uh, I might just go to Australia to make this happen. I'm, I'm saying this idea. So they are so good. <laughs> I mean, do you think she is so good because she's seen all the series and read so much and listened to everything? Because she's obviously seen what the rest are. I think so, yeah. I think she, yeah, essentially. Well, she's I think she's watched them. Um, and obviously listened to this podcast, so here's all my amazing theories. Um, yeah, I, I think she's, yeah, she's a super fan. She's seen different versions. And I get the impression probably... The other players, most if not all of them, haven't really watched lots yeah. of them. Maybe they've seen Australia season one. They probably haven't watched international versions. I'm just basing that on the fact that they never mention it, and that Annabelle's always she's sort of been cast as as the super fan, and she talks about yeah. it all the time. So I just imagine, and and the fact that you know in episode one, Sarah made had that slip up where she said she she used the word mur murder instead of banishment. Simply because she didn't know the right terms to use, so even that just made me think. Oh, yeah. you, you've probably not watched the show before, so you, you're just not that familiar with what vocabulary to use. So that that's my impression. So we move on to the silver mission for today. It's this sort of open air torture chamber in the woods, and they're all playing. They're kind of playing as a team. They do split into two groups, but they're not in red and navy tracksuits today. They're all in the red magical tracksuits. There are $22,000 up for grabs. This, this game's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> cruel. Uh, there, were, there was a similar challenge in the US and UK versions. They were on this big wheel where they spun round. Yes. But it was the same idea that uh, the host asks them questions. Who do you think is the most this? Who's most likely to do this? And half of the players are in a group and they collectively decide what name to write down. And they're trying to match up with one of the other players who's going through the torture to see if they can get a match. This time, though, 
they're just like electrocuting them and waterboarding them. <laughs> it's, it's a bit over the top. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, also, Daniel the assistant is back. <laughs> I knew you were going to mention that. <laughs> what do you think of Daniel? Why is he here? Just so incredibly random. <laughs> it's, yeah, I. I don't know what. Why do we need Daniel? What What is he doing that Roger couldn't do on his own? I don't know. Was it the same person as last time? Was yeah. it Daniel before? Yeah. Okay, because I thought it was different people, which kind of threw me. I was like, is this just an, another guy? But same, same guy. Same guy, and I feel like in t- this is not a spoiler if I say this. He is also in episode six. So the okay. challenge in episode six, Daniel rocks up again. Uh, <laughs> so I'm. I don't mind it, but it's quite sort of kitschy and bit cheesy. I, I really yeah. hope they don't do this in the next UK one. <laughs> Unless Studio Lambert phoned me and asked me if I want to play the part, in which case, yes, I do want to do it. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't really get it. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't feel weird and mysterious and murder mystery to, to me. So anyway. Uh, Liam says that he is a Sparky, so he's used to a few zaps. Uh, I, I really struggle not to call Liam Lewis because I just think of Lewis the Sparky from season one, who was just absolutely lovely. Um, so Le- and they, they both start with an L. It doesn't help. Lewis the Sparky, Liam the Sparky. So Liam offers to go on the electric thing because he's used to being zapped, <laughs> apparently. Maybe he's not a very good electrician. <laughs> If he's like, yeah, I get electrocuted all the time. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> um, so we the, the players take their places and they get asked some various questions. I'll go through some of them. Luke is asked who is the biggest threat in this game, which is quite an ambiguous question. Like, what did you think that meant? Who is the biggest threat in this game? How did you read that? Well, I was thinking almost essentially who do you think is a traitor maybe yeah it, but, it, yeah it could, it could be that like who, yeah, who's a people, i don't know who else would be a threat to you so yeah i guess it would depend on who it was asked to yeah but, mm. exactly because to the traitors a threat is a really good faithful who's good at finding yes. people or maybe it just means threat as in who do you think's likely to win somehow? Like, yeah. who do you think's a faithful that's probably going to get to the end? And therefore, is, is that yeah, is that a threat? Uh, it's it's not very clear. I I I think it's like I think they read it like you suggested. I think they see it as who's most likely to be a traitor. So they're asked this question, and the group of uh the group of players who are working together they write down Sam, uh. But unfortunately, Luke writes Camille. This is really fascinating, actually, in retrospect, because the fact that, you know, five or six of them agreed to write down Sam's name, (laughs) yet later in the episode, everyone loves Sam and no one thinks Sam's a threat. Why do you think they wrote down Sam here? I wonder if it's because in the previous task, Luke tried to get Sam with the bow and arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was more, less that they thought Sam was a threat, but they thought Luke would think Sam was a threat. Yeah. Is what I kind of thought. That makes perfect sense. Yes, thank you. Uh, and I think 
you mentioned to me earlier that it, Annabelle maybe sort of encouraged them to write down I Sam. I think she did, yes. And I guess because she's friends with both Luke and Sam, maybe they thought, oh, well, we'll, we'll go with what you think. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe was... Do you think Annabelle was trying to like also sow a little seed of mistrust here? Maybe well, this was her way in, like, oh, if I can put Sam's name down now, and if Luke writes that, maybe I'll sort of subconsciously manipulate people into seeing Sam as a threat, even if they don't already? Yeah, because I think she probably thought he was going to write Sam, because yeah. I wasn't expecting Camille. Yeah. Why do you think he wrote Camille? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of think maybe she's not quite who she says she is. Yeah, because we know as viewers that she has this career that she's not talking about as a sort of, I think she's a federal agent. Um, yeah. But, and, she, and we know she's not telling them that. But yeah, may, maybe they're picking up on the fact that she's keeping things back. Like, unless she's created a whole fake career for herself and she just tells them, like, I'm a teacher or something. Maybe maybe they notice why does Camille never talk about her life that much? Uh, could could be something like that. Yeah. Simone is next, uh, and Simone is asked who is most likely to be recruited. The group write down Keith. However, Simone then writes Sam, which is really funny because she obviously that suggests she thinks that he's a faithful and therefore he would have to be recruited. So that's quite revealing. But they get and it wrong. He nominated himself as well, which was quite funny. Yeah, I wonder if he what what was he like putting himself up? Was he putting it out there like, "Hey, traitors, if you ever want to recruit," <laughs> I, I, I I don't maybe that might be. Um, we at this point we get a little bit of a an interview with Sam. Um, we get one of his sort of confessionals, and he tells us that he's desperate to get to the armory, so that he can blame not being murdered on that. Which I guess is quite clever. Like if people start to ask, hmm, you've not been murdered, does that make you suspicious? He can at least say, it's because I had the shield. So so I understand why Sam would be desperate to get there. Um, it's very clever. I guess Blake should it's be trying to do clever. that too. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, He's always thinking ahead. Yeah. Sam is then asked who is the least valuable faithful. Uh, <laughs> and... God, poor Sarah, God love her. The group all write down Sarah, and Sam also writes Sarah. So they all just think she's a bit useless. What What are your thoughts on Sarah? Um, I really thought in the first episode that Sarah had this amazing insight because she was like, I am telling you this traitor is Ash. And I was like, wow, that came from nowhere. But then I feel like she then actually didn't vote for Ash at the round table in that first episode. She did flip to someone else. Um, so I thought she had this incredible insight, but I feel like she looks a bit lost. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I, I'm psychoanalyzing her a bit. I, I'm psychoanalyzing the psychotherapist. I feel like maybe she sort of got a bit spooked at that first banishment because she, mm. like you said, she started off confidently. She was like, Ash, I think Ash is a traitor. But then maybe because everyone, so many people voted for her, she almost went home. I wonder if she's sort of retreated a bit now and is thinking, oh, I, I shouldn't have been so outspoken. Do you know what? I'm going to just blend into the background a little bit. I'm Which has been a clever thing to do because I did think after episode one, oh, you're gone in next episode. Like, I thought yeah. she was yeah. 
And what's really strange then is that the next question in this mission is to Gloria, and Gloria's asked who's most likely to be banished next. And everyone writes Sarah, and Gloria also writes Sarah. And I sort of think, why? Well, first of all, they just voted her for least valuable faithful, and now they think she's most likely to be banished, which doesn't really make sense to me because the only votes she's had since episode one, as far, far as I'm aware, are uh, I think Camille voted for her in the last banishment, but it's not like she's getting lots of votes every week. So I don't know why no. they think now she's most likely to be banished. I get the impression she's a bit useless in the task. Care <laughs> <laughs> uh, about the prize pot. Yeah, maybe they're like, oh, let's just banish her. We don't really think she's a traitor, but she's not helping us very <laughs> much. Fair Sarah, what a shame. Uh, <laughs> Liam is up next. Uh, Liam has asked who is flying under the radar. The group vote collectively for Gloria, and Liam also writes Gloria's name. Uh, I guess that I mean in the in the edit, I feel like we don't really get to know Gloria very much. She's no. she's not featured much, so maybe she is just quite quiet, and that sort of rings true. Maybe around around the grounds of the hotel, she's like that as well. Uh, Blake is asked who is most likely to be a traitor. Uh, Blake, uh, the group write down Liam's name, and Blake also writes Liam, which is interesting. Um, I, any idea why? You know why? Why are they going for Liam at this point? My thought was that Liam was the instigator of Ian going. Yeah. And Blake had this whole dramatic reaction, like, oh, why is Ian gone? And so, and I think he voted for Liam, didn't he? Yes. So maybe he's just sticking with that for now. Yeah, to make himself look consistent. and Yes, because I suppose you need to look consistent, otherwise that could be a bit of a red flag. Yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. Uh, the teams then switch places at this point. Uh, Camille's asked who's most likely to be a faithful and then this weird thing starts to happen Sam deliberately then plots to put down the wrong name because he wants to get he wants to watch them getting tortured uh, so well well, that's what he claims actually but I think he's lying so he thinks it's really funny I mean it's quite worrying that he wants to watch them get like water poured on them and get electrocuted Um but but everyone just goes along. The weird thing is that they all just are like, yeah, yes, yeah, Sam, let's do that. Like animal farms, like the pack mentality. I was well shocked. Yeah. Was that a pun? The money? When you said you were well shocked. But <laughs> 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 what it made me realise is, oh, they probably, that's not really why they're doing this. Actually, it's because they're doing what Sam kind of mentioned earlier. I think they just don't want other people to get to the armory. Yeah. Which actually makes well, they're losing money as well. That's the problem. Yes. Um, like, I think I would be annoyed. I'd be like, I'd rather just get another silver bar than like not have one more person maybe go to the armory. Um, and what doesn't make sense is why do you really want to stop anyone else going to the armory? Because as I've spoken about a million times, they seem to have hatched this plan that they're sticking to that. Whoever gets to go to the Armory, they'll all just group together and collectively not tell anyone who got the shield to give them this sort of group immunity. So if, they, if they're going to just continue doing that, what it doesn't really matter if you stop other people from yeah. going 
So I don't I don't know why they would Sam cares that much about not letting anyone else get the shield. So maybe in conclusion, he does just want to torture them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just it. And everyone else is happy to go along. Yeah, it bugged me so much. I was thinking, why is no one saying uh, what about the silver bars? Come on. Yeah. Um, so Camille has asked, yeah, who's most likely to be a faithful? Uh, so they all write down Keith, but Camille uh, writes herself, uh, as he would. You want to show off that you're faithful, so they get it wrong. Uh, Sarah's next. She's asked, who is the most strategic player in the game? Again, they all the group write down Keith, and um, Sarah writes down Sam, and that is quite interesting, actually. Um, why do you think she wrote Sam's name to, as the most strategic? I think it's this bizarre thing where they see good players and think they're strategic because, as we know what happens later in the round table, the person they get rid of, they're saying, you're a great player, you played this really well. And I don't know if they just see good player as strategic and they must think he's a good player because he was the traitor hunter for Ash. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And, but he hasn't shown much strategy aside from saying, just vote a trust me. <laughs> You're <laughs> also, right. Then, it was all very odd. Yeah. And also, I feel like he's not really earned the title Traitor Hunter. They got out a traitor, one single traitor. Like, we're now on episode five. Like, he, he didn't get a traitor out every other time. So they need to calm down with the yeah. Sam worship. <laughs> I, I've just noticed, do you have a cat beside you? Yes. <laughs> I noticed little cat ears. And I have a cat sleeping in bed, but which I never I never let them in here when I'm recording, but uh, because she's asleep, I'm gonna let her I, I just noticed like is it a ginger cat? <laughs> oh, so cute. Um <laughs> anyway. Oh goodness. And I, I know I, I have to stop the podcast to just talk about cats for a minute. What's your cat called? This is Simba. <gasps> oh, very original. <laughs> no, I, I, he's an angel, I can tell already. I should have put that in the bio at the start. This is Maria, and she has a cat called Simba. <laughs> okay, back to... I got, I, look, if there's a cat, I will get distracted. Um, so, back to the votes. Uh, Hannah's turn's next. Uh, Hannah's asked, who's most likely to spread a rumour? The group write down Annabelle, and Hannah writes down Sarah's name, uh, <laughs> which... I, I make sense why Hannah wrote that. I think because of the mm -hmm. sort of debacle in episode one that the Sarah was talking about Payden and she'd overheard him saying something about someone else. Um, I, why do you think they wrote Annabelle for most likely to spread a rumour? Yeah, I'm surprised by that because at this point, I don't think she's told that many people her thoughts. Yeah. I only thought maybe, I guess, we see such a small amount that... I don't know. Maybe there's conversations that we haven't seen. Because yeah. I don't like she's come across as a gossip. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they all think she's a bit dramatic. Yeah, that's what I, I think they maybe just thought it was a bit funny because she's quite camp and flamboyant. So they thought, oh, who will we pick? Who Who's a gossip? Or oh, we'll yeah. pick Annabelle because it's funny and she'll maybe just laugh at that. So, so maybe it was just something a bit lighthearted. Keith is up next. Keith has asked who's most likely to be hiding something about themselves. And everyone 
boats Camille, which is really interesting. We just spoke about that a few minutes ago. So I, I bet she's panicking at this point because maybe they do realise that she's not being completely honest. And to finish the game, Annabelle is asked, who is the most influential person in the game? The group writes Sam and Annabelle writes Sam. And I'm sort of thinking, um, hello, everyone. Is this not... And I know it's just they're just voting on their opinions, but I think... Is that not quite telling that you all conclusively decided Sam is the most influential bit? And they, maybe they see that as a really positive thing. Like, yeah, Sam influenced us to vote Ash and she was a traitor. Yeah. But I also think influential, could could that have negative connotations as well? And are you not worried about that? So I, I thought that was a, an interesting one to finish on. Yes. Mm-hmm. As it turns out then, they've raised $12,000, and that means the total prize fund at this point is $98,000. And Roger and Daniel wander off, leaving everyone chained up for a brief moment, which was, I guess, a little bit funny, but again, I don't know why we need Daniel. We move on to the armory then. So we're... we're... (laughs) You can hear me sighing. Uh, we're back to the most inconsequential element of the game. It's I, you don't have to agree with me, Maria, but to me, it's even more boring than the missions now. Um, to understand why I'm saying this, anyone can just listen to the previous three episodes where I hark on about this. I won't do it again. Blake, oh, yes, the she- <laughs> yes. last episode we didn't have it. Yes, that's and I guess we were all hoping it would be the same. But- yeah. Last episode, I was very happy that we had a separate mission to win the shield out in the open. And I, yeah, I did think, ah, oh, maybe they've got rid of the armory because they realised it was dumb. But no, we're we're back. I get it's not the it's not the armory itself that's dumb. <laughs> it's it's I'm, I'm not. Do you know what? I'm not even going to repeat myself. I'm, I'm oh, not going to do it. I have a question for you because okay. I've listened to you talk about this. <laughs> do you think production actually just don't care? They're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I think they would intervene if they thought it was an issue. I don't know. I I don't... Maybe they don't care, but then that's even weirder to me. It's weird that the production wouldn't care and would be like, oh, they've chosen to not tell anyone. Cool. I, I think they would be annoyed, like... I can't believe we set up this whole system where one person wins a shield and they've just figured out a way around it, which made it all totally meaningless. Like, I, I just, that's just my intuition that I would think if they'd gone to the bother of creating this segment of the show for the players just to figure out a loophole to make it redundant, I, I, I would just imagine being on the team and going, oh, I can't believe they figured out a way to make our segment meaningless yeah because i suppose the thing is that if they were going to say yes i've got it or no i hadn't got it there would be a point where someone would get it and then other people wouldn't open boxes was my only thought that maybe actually they just thought yeah i don't know it is odd though and it doesn't add anything and it's annoying and the fact they then yeah you've covered this already but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) So Blake gets the shield from the armory. Annabelle's worried that a traitor has the shield, which means that 
Uh, it's a little more likely that she'll be killed tonight. Um, but but only if she's seen as a target, and I don't know if she is seen as a target or not. Uh, and <laughs> I I wrote my note. I'm getting emotional, right? <laughs> I, I watched episode five and made all of my notes as I was watching. So I watch and I pause and I write things down. And I, it's so upsetting to look back on. I was so naive. I was young. I, at this moment, wrote, only if she pulls off surviving banishment tonight. Ha, ha, ha. I, I, I didn't know what was coming, okay? I have to move on. So we have some discussions around the hotel and preparation for banishment. And Annabelle and Luke decide that Blake might be a better idea for banishment than Sam tonight. They think it's better to have Sam still in the game, sort of protecting them, because Sam thinks he's really close to them, like you mentioned earlier on at breakfast. I I, I, I just wonder, though, if they aim for Blake and Blake gets banished, won't Sam then see how good they are and just get rid of one of them? I, I just don't know if, why. What what are your thoughts on their plan to go for Blake instead of Sam? I think that Sam is just too confident that he has the power. So, because he says that he has Annabelle under his thumb or and yeah. like around his pinky or something, and I don't know if he's just he comes across as cocky, right? And I'm I'm sure again that's this persona that has been created by you know the edit of him and all these like sneaky looks and stuff but i i think he's just so arrogant as a traitor perhaps that he just thinks he really they will just do what he says because they yeah. did listen to him in the previous banishments um because you know it was kind of him doing like the head movements of yes we'll get no we're not going to vote for this so yeah. i don't know i think he just probably feels very in control so actually blake might not be a bad shout because I also think that Blake has the better ideas about who to murder because yeah. Luke would have been gone, right? Yeah. Uh, and I suppose if Annabelle and Luke do successfully get everyone to turn on Blake, Sam would probably just go along with it like yes. he did with that. Oh. He would probably just quite happily turn on him so it wouldn't bother him that much, maybe. Um, so for for whatever the reasons are, the Annabelle and Luke they're they're going to try and get Blake tonight, and they decide to divide and conquer. Um, Luke acknowledges that this is going to be really tough, uh, <laughs> and he says no one's going to want to get rid of Jack Black, <laughs> which made me laugh. And I thought, oh, I, he does have a sort of Jack Black <laughs> vibe going on. Yes, I can see that. Uh, Annabelle then goes and talks to Gloria and Sarah, <laughs> and again. She has this Mr. G moment because she goes, emergency meeting, emergency meeting. <laughs> and it's very Mr. G from Summer Heights. Hi. Um, and Luke, meanwhile, goes and talks to Liam. Annabelle speaking to the woman and she says, Blake's her target. Sarah seems on board immediately. I think she must just, well, at this point, again, I was very naive. I thought, oh, she must just really trust Annabelle. She seems to just be like, yeah, okay, let's get Blake. Luke's talking to Liam. That tries to do the same thing. He says that, you know, you've got to take your shot at the right time. And I think it's time to take a shot at Blake. Blake's a traitor. Um, 
And Luke and Annabelle are also very aware that if they don't get the right numbers behind this, this could be a disaster. This could go completely awry. And now Annabelle approaches Sam himself. She knows that he backstabbed Ash, or she thinks she knows. She's pretty confident. So she thinks, well, this will be easy. He'll, he'll do the same thing here. And she's right, because she literally says, I'm quite suspicious of Blake. And Sam just takes a second and goes, me too. <laughs> so she knows what he's going to do. I, and I guess it's really difficult to, to judge as a viewer, but when I was watching this, I sort of thought, yeah, from her perspective, I, I think the way that he responds is very transparent. Like he sort of, I think you can see him acting his way through it and like you can see the cogs turning. Um, like he kind of smiles when she says, I'm suspicious of Blake. Like he doesn't, he doesn't act shocked. He doesn't go... What? Why? Why Blake? What you th like? He just sort of immediately panics, smiles, and goes, "Yeah, okay." So I, I, I just wonder. And again, I, I don't know if I'm seeing it from a different perspective. Uh, like, the whole thing with the traitors in general is, you're kind of accused of being a traitor if you do vote for someone, and you're accused of being a traitor if you don't. And yeah, because so what do you do? I don't yeah. know what the right thing for him to. Have have said would have been in that situation it's very hard yeah it is i just wondered if he might have not immediately gone yeah me too <laughs> i just wondered if he might have gone i don't know just something like oh he wasn't even on my trader but like why do you think that and then yeah. listen to her and then gone oh okay yeah I get that makes sense like pretend that you're being convinced instead of instantly being convinced i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, Annabelle then brings her theory to Simone and at this point there's we've, we have a problem Simone is not convinced at all and she says in her voiceover that actually she thinks Annabelle's a traitor and this is not good news Simone then runs straight to Hannah and Hannah's also like yeah I'm suspicious of Annabelle I've written in my notes at this point, no, in big capital letters, because this is not the way this plan is supposed to happen. They're supposed to get out a traitor, look in Annabelle, our detective agency, it's, just not, it's not going according to plan. The problem then becomes that Hannah and Simone tell Blake, they go to him and they say, you know, uh, Annabelle's putting your name out there. So we have this huge divide emerging between Annabelle and Blake. Um, word is spreading amongst everyone it all comes back around to Luke so Luke then tells Annabelle their plans are crumbling apart so they now make this sudden change again and they're like right let's just go back to Sam let's get Sam it's it's so fast paced and difficult to keep up with like who knows what who's voting who who's agreed to what who are they actually going for and we enter the banishment room with it looking like Luke is just going to go in for the kill and go and get Sam. So here, here we go. I was so amped up at this point. I will probably start swearing a lot from here on in. <laughs> Big deep breath. I so was watching this when I was in Wales and my signal was like a little bit in and out and I was it froze and I had to wait <clears> for <throat> 10 minutes before I could watch the rest of this. Um, <laughs> yes, the signal in Abu Dhabi, not so good. <laughs> The worst, the worst moment for this to happen. Um, so we were in the room, we're in the banishment room. Roger talks to everyone. He says that today's mission 
wasn't just for his enjoyment and for Silver, but it was to help clarify what the players think of one another. And he gives them some really, what should be simple advice. He says, players, keep it simple, banish a traitor. Blake begins, and he asks Annabelle why she's been spreading his name around. And she openly admits she thinks he's a traitor, and then launches into this crystal clear explanation of why. And it's what we, we said earlier. She said that he had a very over-the-top defense of Ian at the last banishment. And Annabelle thinks, well, it's because you knew Ian was a faithful, so it would make you look good to defend the faithful. And then when Ian was banished, you had a very overdramatic reaction. And Annabelle says, well, I don't, I didn't even think you were close to Ian. Like I hadn't really seen you two hanging out that much. I didn't know why you were so bothered by it. <laughs> and then Annabelle keeps going. And, you know, as I was watching this at first, I thought, yes, yes, Annabelle, go for it. And now looking back, I think maybe Annabelle should have stopped here. She tells it like it is. She says, Sam is the other traitor. She says that she was just going to wait tonight and get him next time, but now she's thinking, what the hell? The aim is to get the traitors, so she's going in for the kill. I was just screaming at the screen in excitement at this point because it was so incredible. Like I couldn't, you know, you know, sometimes there's in banishment room the players can be very strategic and they don't know what to say out loud, and they kind of just wait and see what everyone else is going to say, and nobody knows who to how, when to speak first. But Annabelle is kind of just like. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. I'm going to lay it all out there. I'm not necessarily being strategic. I'm just doing what I think is the right thing to do to get a traitor out. I, I've also written here, if Annabelle survives this, she's on very thin ice. <laughs> but of course, that may not be something that anyone has to worry about. Annabelle says that she's known Sam was a traitor since the Ash banishment. Which we saw in the episode. That's true. That after she she said, if uh, Sam gets, if we get Ash out tonight, and she's a traitor. I'm very suspicious of Sam. So she was thinking that all along. She says that he came to both her and Luke separately, back in episode two. Told them, vote Ash. Trust me. If you don't, you'll get murdered. Sam just sits silently through all of this. I get the impression that he's panicking because he's being exposed. And that gets even worse because Luke joins in. Uh, and when Luke joins in, Sam then does start to fight back. And he says, well, why would I do that so early on? Like, why, why would I get rid of a traitor if I was a traitor? And I, I sort of noticed something in his language here. He speaks very much from the perspective of a traitor. Like, I know he's, he's speaking yeah. hypothetically and he's saying yeah. if I was a traitor, but he keeps saying things like, um, you know, what, why would I want our numbers to go down? Yes, and he exactly that. Yeah, and he used, he kept saying us and he meant the traitors, but I thought it was he was slipping a little bit and, yeah. and, and I wondered if anyone else would pick up and say, wait, do you mean us the faithfuls or do you mean something else? But I guess no one does, but I, you must have noticed that too. Yeah, I and I watched it more than once because of my trippy signal. And both times I thought, it sounds like he is saying, well, I am a traitor and that would be a terrible decision. Um, 
I have to just say at this point though that when Luke stepped in, I was just like, "Oh, Luke, I love you." I know. God, someone's got her back. Yes. Oh, it was just the best speech. It should have been amazing. I, uh, it should have been, yeah, because I thought Annabelle's doing all the talking here. Someone, someone else go along with. It. So yeah, it was nice that Luke was like, "Look, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to back this up. I'm just going to go for it as well." I kind um, of thought people respected him enough that they would, I don't know, that maybe it would have had the sway that perhaps he thought it would too. Because the other thing is that I kind of felt like statistically, one of the celebrities was always going to be a traitor, but probably not two. And if any of them thought that as well, they would know by this point that Luke is faithful. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I. I really hoped. I was so hopeful. I just thought that I thought they'd done the trick. I know. Me too. And and I think something that someone says next is the moment where I thought, oh no, this is actually something horrible's about to happen. Because <laughs> I know I said I, I liked her and like I felt bad for her. But fucking Sarah pipes up oh, <laughs> and just goes, I'm confused. I don't see any evidence. And I was just like, Sarah, shut up. Like, Sarah, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to swear about you. But I was just like, don't ruin it. Like, I, I like you. Why are you saying this? Stop it. Like, there's no like... evidence for anything. But what yeah. what Annabelle just what? said kind of made sense. Yeah. Like, I... I actually made a note at this point, and I didn't write many notes because that, that's your job. But, <laughs> but Sarah looks so clueless. What evidence does she want? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, um, didn't you just listen to Annabelle? Uh, like, other than more than Annabelle being like, and I filmed it on my phone, yeah. guys, snuck my phone. In. Like, if, if Annabelle saying Sam came to me and said this, he also came to Luke and said the same thing. Luke can corroborate that. You know, Sarah, what else are you looking for? Like, yeah. this is really logical. Camille also seems to be joining in and and spotting how it all makes sense. I I thought, uh, is that what you thought about Camille as well? Yeah, because she said, like, it cements you as a traitor hunter talking to Sam, which is exactly what his plan had been when he picked Ash. Yes. So I felt actually like, oh, yeah, she's she's with them. I really thought she was with them. Yeah. Uh, and Camille also asks, why do you think Blake's a traitor again? And Annabelle says, well, she she responds and also gives this really good explanation. She says, well, I spoke to Sam. I suggested that Blake was a traitor. And I could tell from his reaction that he already knew Blake was a traitor. You know, she explains that she just saw something in Sam's reaction that made it very obvious. Blake looks totally shook at this point. <laughs> Sam's shaking his head. And starts going, no, he says, Annabelle, you're flipping my words. You're twisting my words. I At this point, it was so tense, but especially between Blake and Sam. I thought one of them was just going to get up and call it quits. Like, I thought maybe Blake was just going to go, oh, fuck this. Like, I'm a traitor and I'm leaving. Because <laughs> I thought that if it, it was, to me, I thought it was obvious that Sam and Blake were cornered and that they'd kind of been exposed and that they were just going to give up. But Sam is not for giving up and is such a good liar that he just is insistent on he's going to just make Annabelle look like she's 
she's the traitor and she's lying and she's manipulating everyone and she's making up this wild story. Like he's not going to back down. And then Hannah, <laughs> Hannah steps in and says, Annabelle, you're acting exactly like Ash did. You've come in, went, you know, in the, the banishment room when she was banished. She says, you've come in way too aggressively. And actually I'm convinced that you're a traitor. Again, I've written no with about 15 O's. Obviously, Sam's sitting there loving this, going, yes, thank you, Hannah. You've just rescued me a little bit. And it, and then it just it just gets worse. It just gets worse than once. It's actually uncomfortable to watch, I found, because Keith joins in and Keith pipes up going, this is a masterclass in manipulation from you, Annabelle. So it, it's so infuriating. And I'll it's probably talk dark. more afterwards about what what I think might be going on here on a psychological level, but it's awful. It's so infuriating. Luke steps up again, thank God, and he says, but basically this is his chance to take his shot at Sam. If he doesn't do it now, he'll regret it. And he says, why would I have stepped up and said all of this? My name wasn't out there. Neither was Sam's. Why do you think I'm speaking up? He's basically saying, I could have just sat here and not said anything and I would have been safe. But the yeah, fact that I'm agreeing right. with Annabelle, don't you all think that that's significant? Um, and, and I guess he tries to sort of, a last ditch attempt to turn Hannah around. He says, this is your chance to get revenge for Rohan. Yeah. Like, think about what you're doing. And the time to vote arrives uh, and it's both awful and infuriating and intense at this point but also amazing television so like I was I mean I was honestly you know just squealing and like clapping and like oh my god I can't believe this is happening this is so exciting until they start to vote <laughs> and yeah. until I start saying what they all write down Keith begins and votes for Annabelle I'm not totally surprised because he just made that comment about her being really manipulative and then Camille votes for Annabelle. I'm like, Camille. In fact, that was the shocker. I thought and you were it, on her side. Yeah. Blake votes for Annabelle too. And then it's uh, Annabelle and Luke is our next. So we know they're going to vote for Sam. Gloria, I mean, God love her, but she's kind of screwed things up here. She votes for Blake. It's almost like Gloria stopped listening half an hour ago. <laughs> so she's still on Blake. <laughs> And she's like, me, is this what I'm supposed to do? Like, Annabelle, you said Blake at one time today, so I'll just go with that. She votes for Blake, so it's kind of a meaningless vote. And then everyone else beyond that, Simone, Sam, Hannah, Sarah and Liam, all vote for Annabelle. I was dumbfounded at this point. Just unbelievable. It truly is, I've used this comparison before, but it's like watching The Crucible, like just seeing people turn on an innocent person who you know is innocent. It's awful. Um, I mean, Annabelle is, she has tears in her eyes, so she's really upset. But I also think, like, I don't know how she's, that's all she's doing. All she's doing is watching them and crying. I mean, I would have been jumping over that table to like grab those slates out of their hands and smash them over their head. Like, what are you doing? Um, so she just watches these horrible votes come in. I can't imagine how terrible this must have felt. She's she's clearly I banished. Like, I feel like she must have known previously, like, I'm I'm a goner now. And I think that's probably why she did the whole speech 
because I think that was her last last stitch attempt because I think she knew yeah. um, she's intuitive. She's seen the show. I think she can just tell when when conversations start happening that you're not part of, it's mm-hmm. not a good thing. And you kind of have seen it in previous episodes where someone is, you know, being talked about and they say, oh, we won't say anything. They go and say it straight away. Yeah. She just probably knew. And maybe by that point, she just thought, you idiots. Yeah. You'll all see. But it's what, was it Hannah that said, like, she'd never been more sure of anything? And, like, yeah. I thought, oh. Yeah. And, uh, I I know no one knows and you don't know you're always just guessing in this game when you vote for someone you 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 can have a strong inclination but but to say that you've never been so convinced about something in your life and be utterly wrong is a little bit embarrassing Hannah <laughs> so uh Annabelle has to stand up beside Roger and she she gives a brilliant speech it's very well what we see of it, it's quite short but I just love it and I love that she instantly looks at Sam and says, Sam, stop looking surprised before it's even happened. Yeah, I love so that. I was like, yes, yes, Annabelle, just milk this moment. You, If this is your last chance to show the faithful what's going on, just do it. Um, And she says, she uses this nice metaphor. She says, even though, or an, an analogy, I should say, even though they're on the brink of extinction, polar bears, when starving, will often eat their own young. And it would seem that the faithful are very hungry indeed because I am a faithful. And off she goes, and I, it's it's awful. We get these shots of Hannah and Simone just looking horrified, and at least I can sort of be like, yeah, you should be looking horrified. Like You should be looking shocked. I think, though, a few of them said things that suggested to me that they, they needed to know that Annabelle was faithful to know that what she was saying was true about yeah. others. So, I mean, obviously having not seen the next episode, I I hope that's where it's heading. I hope those people are now going to be like, right, well, now we know. Yeah. Now we know what to do. Yeah. So, you know, if, if anything, you, you hope that maybe, like, it's watching Annabelle's banishment is awful and social media was you know it was it was all over instagram and x that that the night that i watched it you know people were talking all about going oh my god annabelle annabelle's gone how could they do this it seemed to really strike a chord with viewers but at least like you're saying if if maybe it's not in vain maybe yeah. at least it'll give the others a clue now about what the hell's going on so maybe annabelle will be quite glad for that at least i got the impression that and I know Roger's the host and he's playing a part and maybe I'm reading into it very much. I kind of wanted to think that even he was mad on Annabelle's behalf because he congratulates the traitors. He tells the faithful that they are so confident and so wrong. And I just like to imagine that Roger really enjoyed saying those lines like, you absolute idiots, look what you've just done. Because, you know, he's obviously standing there, you know, apart from Sam and Blake, Roger's the only person in the room who knows what's going on. He knows who the traitors are. So it must be interesting from his perspective, standing there watching this all unfold. Like he must just be desperate to like, you know, hold it all in and not go, you idiots, what are you doing? We see some uh, discussions uh, after the banishment room then that sort of come down from it all. 
<laughs> I've written here, I now hate all the faithfuls except Luke and Gloria. <laughs> so, because they were the only ones that didn't over Annabelle. Uh, and Luke tells them he's probably going to get murdered tonight. He's reiterating to everyone, Sam and Blake are the traitors. He's telling them, get Sam. Like, come on, like, look what just happened tonight. And we go up to Traitor's Tower for the evening. Sam is... <laughs> Sam is giving me Billy Loomis vibes. Have you seen uh, Scream? Yes. It's, he's very much the Scream from the from the original Scream movie. He is the villain. Because he takes off his mask and he just goes, interesting day in the office for us, wasn't it? But Blake, Blake is not having it. Blake's like, don't try and be all cute with me. Um, he just says, I don't trust a fucking word you say. Um and again, I've written a little note that, you know what, if Annabelle's banishment rips the traitors apart, then it was not in vain. Uh, I was surprised that Blake said that to Sam, I have to say. I expect uh, him to feel it, but not necessarily to say it. Yeah, I get... I get uh, why? why? I suppose just because now Sam can turn on him. He's he's given him the ammunition not to stick together. Yeah. I, I, I suppose he... Maybe he's in sort of fight or flight and he thinks, well, I could be really submissive and keep Sam inside. Or maybe Blake thinks at this point, well, everyone clearly knows we're traitors now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're probably on borrowed time. So I'm just going to go at you. Maybe just as like, oh, screw it. I might as well just tell you what I think. Uh, I, that's kind of the impression I got that Blake sees the writing on the wall. So he's like, oh, well, yeah. what chance have we got now? Um. Also, if... Uh, Annabelle is not on a Traitors All-Star season, then there is no justice in the world. So <laughs> that must happen. Blake says that he believes what Annabelle said um, about Sam, you know, just keeping Blake around maybe, for, and he's going to banish him later. He thinks that Annabelle was telling the truth. He says that he wanted to get rid of Luke last night and Sam stopped him from doing that, so he's mad about that. And he says to Sam, you just want to keep your pals around to eventually get rid of me, which is possibly true. And Sam's trying to talk him around. Uh, but but I'm really glad that Blake's not having it. Blake's just like, no, you're a liar. I don't trust you. So it feels like Sam is not doing very well with manipulating Blake here, which makes me happy. There's major conflict between them. Uh, and Sam's saying... I wasn't going for you, Blake. If I was going for you, you'd have been gone. I don't miss. <laughs> so sassy. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, uh, not exactly the right thing to say to someone whose trust you're trying to win at this moment. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, they they somehow manage to move on and they start talking about murder. Sam says he wants to look out the game. <laughs> and Blake goes, oh, now you want him out because he's no use to you anymore. Uh, but Blake... I guess relents and he goes, well, yeah, we're going to need to get Luke out, but not tonight because that will just make it look really obvious that Luke was right to point the finger at both of us. They finish by wondering if they should maybe recruit instead. And the episode ends on what I think is the most tense note yet. Holy shit. What 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 an episode. 
I will never get over the banishment of Annabelle. I'm just going to say it right now. I think this will go down as the worst banishment ever. It's weird because we watch we watch faithfuls get banished almost every time. It's almost always a faithful. But this one just got... I mean, I don't know if you felt this way. This one was just awful. Yeah, it felt very unjust, for sure. Absolutely unjust. And not just because they got rid of a faithful. It's because Annabelle was so on point she was so observant she she had this incredible theory all figured out yeah so we you know most of the time nobody's got it right and nobody actually knows who the traitors are but because she was so clever and i guess as if you you want her to convince everybody else and it feels like she's about to do it and it would be really victorious and celebratory that to then just have it pulled away you're like no and you from our perspective, see all the faithfuls just making the worst choice ever. It's absolutely infuriating. I mean, I wonder how different it would be. It'd be so interesting to watch a series, I think, and also not know who the traitors are. Because you obviously see it that way because you do know she's right. And you're like, God, how is she so right? It's so incredible. But that makes it infuriating. She's thinking, just listen to her. Come on. Yeah. Actually, I suppose not knowing you like the room must be full of these theories constantly and how do they choose who they yeah believe i suppose sam must be very convincing yeah that's yeah, actually the next thing i've written is how are they so fooled by sam i actually can't get over this like it's incredible i, I mean there's probably a lot going on here but he, he obviously is charismatic and they obviously all really like him, you know, the re- when they're doing the games and the- hanging out around the hotel. They- he obviously is friendly and funny, and so they-, they just like him. So maybe that makes it more difficult to think of him as someone who's lying to them. Yeah. I I, I mentioned before, I might, you know, psychoanalyze this a little bit, but or comment on something else that I think is going on here, but I definitely think... There is something in the fact that almost entirely it's women who get banished early on and it's almost always a woman who gets banished first. And I just, and I, I saw other people comment on this online. And again, I, I'm not going to like get really personal and say I hate Sam. Like I hate him as a character on TV. I don't know him as a human being and I'm not going to say he's evil. What I would say though is just collectively as a group of people, it's so fascinating that when you've got you know, like a young woman saying, here's what, I've got this, I've got a story to tell you, here's what is happening, and I've got really good logical explanations about what is going on in this game. They just think she's lying. And then the young, yeah. attractive guy speaks up, and he says, nah, she's lying. I'm really I'm really a good guy. And they're like, yes, young, attractive man, we believe you. Like, I do think there's something in that. Yeah, because... I also felt like they said that Annabelle was acting like Ash was, and I disagreed. I felt like she was acting more like Sam was when Ash got banished. Yeah. That he spoke convincingly, as he did, because he was sure, as she was sure. And, yeah, I, I didn't think she was in... Because I the whole issue with Ash, really, was that she started to get a little bit maybe personal or a bit aggressive towards Sam and the others were like, oh, didn't like how you responded like that. But Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like Annabelle was like that at all. I thought she was really 
concise, very clear, and more like Stan was. So yes, they they treated him very differently because he was like that and Ash was banished. She was like that and she was banished. And yes, that is very interesting. And I hadn't thought of the gender difference. Yeah, I, and I agree with you that I, I don't really think she was behaving in the same way Ash was. And it's maybe just quite easy for people to say, oh, she's a young woman, so she's been hysterical, or oh, you're being so aggressive, God, Annabelle, like, pipe down. I know I said pipe down to Sarah earlier in the episode, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm being a hypocrite. <laughs> um, but especially, yeah, I just, and I know it's a game, right, and it's fun, but I do think there's something very interesting sociologically there to look at mm-hmm. gender and who believes who. And, you know, even when you've got Keith and I know I don't know Keith right and I'm not judging him personally but to have like an older man speak so patronizingly to the younger women and say this is a masterclass in manipulation mm. I just think how do you know like what how I mean you could say I think you might be manipulating us or oh I'm not sure if maybe you're just a really good traitor but to so confidently say we are seeing a masterclass in manipulation from you Annabelle it's like whoa, like how? Yeah, that's I intense. do wonder how they'll feel watching this back. I would love to watch a viewing party of that because yeah. they must just be like head in hands constantly, like oh yeah. Like and to and to see Annabelle just getting so upset as the votes come, it's just heartbreaking to see like God, she must have felt absolutely fucking awful. Like how yeah. come? How like you know if I was in her position, I'd be like, how did this all go wrong? Like. Why yeah. do they all believe this absolute douchebag when I like almost unanimously they've all turned on me? What the hell did I do wrong? So uh, I I do think there's something interesting going on there and probably quite sad going on there. Well, I hope she's vindicated now. I hope she watched it back like, mm-hmm. See? Yes, absolutely. Luckily, she's uh, from what I can see in social media, she is getting all of the support of viewers, and well uh, so I, I think she's probably okay about it now. So we can, we can speculate a little bit about what's coming next. I have seen the next episode, so I'm not going to say anything here. You haven't seen the next episode. Uh, I'll ask firstly. Do you think the do you think the traitors will recruit someone new or do you think they will murder someone? I am so 50-50 on this because I think it depends on what they think the faithful will think if they do each one. So I, I kind of have two scenarios of what I think might happen, but it kind of involves the same person. Okay. Is that same person Luke? It is, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Because I feel like if they did kill Luke, on the one hand, it might be like, oh, well, it's obvious, it's definitely them then. But on the other hand, you could get away with saying, well, if it was us, why would we be so stupid as to kill him? Because obviously that would lead back to us. It's like the whole Guyton thing. When they um, banished him, I was thinking, oh, but... Why would he get rid of the person who accused him? It just looks dodgy. So they could kind of get away with it that way. Um, However, I feel like it it would be also quite clever to recruit him or at least ask him to be recruited. 
Um, and then, yeah, they've kind of got the person on side. It's a tricky one. I don't know, though. I'm excited to watch it and see that for sure. I reckon I'll be watching it like in the <laughs> <half> <laughs> I, again, I, I won't tell you what happened. I did write down my thoughts at the time. So I wrote down a prediction when, as soon as I watched the end of the episode. And my prediction was, I think they'll recruit Luke and I wouldn't be surprised if he turns it down. So that's what I predicted yeah. would happen. And I won't tell you whether that does happen or not. That was my other thought that they, yeah, might try and recruit him. I'm not convinced that he would take it. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, any other predictions about what might happen in the next episode apart from murder and recruitment? I just think drama. There's got to be <laughs> drama as a result of this between Blake and Sam, between the people who kind of were so sure on Annabelle and then now they're like, okay, maybe there was something to it. I think there's going to be hopefully a lot of chat about that and I'm hope it's one of those where I obviously want Sam to go because he's a traitor <laughs> but he's such good entertainment that actually like if he goes when he goes I think it will be quite sad in a way because mm. he is just so good to watch yeah yeah so I don't know um long term though I feel like it could I I think it will be a traitor win okay I'll say nothing. So, uh, that was episode five. I think this episode of the podcast is probably going to get an awful lot of listens because episode five seems to have blown up the internet, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, and I actually can't wait to talk to you after you've seen episode six. Uh, <laughs> so you must send me a message I to will. let me know your thoughts. Uh, it's, it's another great episode of TV. That's what I'll say. I'm it's, so excited. It's, it's excellent to watch for whatever reasons. <laughs> now, before we're, we're almost at our end, uh, we have been playing a game where we've been trying to lie to each other that maybe that's happened yet, maybe it hasn't. We've got a little bit of time. Before we finish our game, Maria, where can we find you online or is there anything that we should be checking out? What do you want us to know about? Um, so I am on Instagram. I am Miss MKD on there. Um, I also write a blog uh, that I started. Um, it's, it's like a parenting blog, really, um, called bringingaparchy.com. You can find me there. I'm also going to be in a show in October, the musical Funny Girl, which is in Cheshire. So if anyone is from Cheshire and listening, it would be great to have some support there. Oh, fantastic. I've never seen Funny Girl. I I know some of the music from it, but and I love musical theatre, but I've actually never seen Funny Girl. It's it's like missing very often. Yeah. So I feel quite annoyed that I haven't seen it. Uh but it must be it must be a great show, right? It is, yes, it's great. It, I mean I think it's still on in Broadway at the minute with Lee Michelle. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um Sheridan Smith did it in the UK. So yeah. It's uh, had some big names in it. Yeah, absolutely. And I could watch the movie, couldn't I, with Barbara Streisand? You could. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I've not seen the film. I should. Uh, anyway, digression into musical <laughs> theatre. We've been playing a game. We've been playing the Trader Traitor. Ooh. 
Maria, have you told me a lie while we've been talking? It was so much harder than I anticipated, <laughs> but I have. Okay. I also told you a lie. Um, I, I'm going to guess, no, you, you guess, you get any guesses what I lied about. I really don't know. So I'm going to go with the thing that I didn't know. So if it is true, I just didn't know it. Um, you said they changed the name to the dummies from the traitors and I didn't see that happen. So that was my guess. Uh, that is not a lie. They they actually did that. The traitors, yeah, the traitors Australia page on Instagram and I think X as well. They put, they <laughs> had a different logo and they used the same font and they call it the dummies and it was very funny. So yeah, that that, that is there. You can have a look. I don't think they've taken it down. Uh, no, so not a lie. I'm I'm sorry. I I'll tell you what my lie was. Uh, I've. I lied about something like this once before in the podcast, and I didn't know if I would get away with it again. Uh, I you I talked about your cat um, because your cat was there, and I lied and said, oh, my cat's right here sleeping as well. And that was a lie. My cat is not in this room because my cats are a nightmare. <laughs> well, they're not. They're beautiful and I love them, but they're a nightmare. The moment I want to do something in silence and record, they decide to just start crying constantly until oh, they get yeah. attention. <laughs> So the cats are all away in another room with the door closed. Your lie, I I have two guesses, and I'm wondering if it's something very similar to mine, but I I don't think it right. I'm going to go with. You don't need to tell me if this is right or not yet. I wondered if your cat is not really called Simba, but if that was a lie, you said it so quickly that. I thought that was so natural. Like you, you would be an amazing liar if you thought of that on the spur of the moment. So, I'm going to guess that your lies when you talked about being in Wales and that you couldn't get a signal. I wonder if you told me the wrong. I think you were in Wales, but I wonder if you said a different place in Wales that you actually weren't in that place. Is that your lie? You are good. That was it. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> you played this too much. <laughs> I, oh. I have played this too much. I've just become paranoid about what everyone is telling me all the time now. <laughs> I and just, just assume everything. Like I could get away with anything linked to the episode <laughs> because you watch it more than me or in better detail, I think. So I thought, what has to be about me? <laughs> um, I'm quite I proud of myself. I wasn't in Abu Dhabi. I was in Tawin. So, well done. Thank you. Um, I'm quite impressed with myself. That was that was pretty good. And your cat is called Simba then? I have two cats actually, because I nearly I nearly did do a cat lie. I thought I don't <laughs> want to get it in. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're right. Sometimes I want to tell a lie about the show, but then I think, what if the other person I'm speaking to has insanely detailed notes and they will know straight away that I've made this up. So I feel like right. I have to avoid telling lies about the show sometimes. <laughs> I've listened to your podcast episodes previously, and you have said things about things that I thought, I didn't see that. I missed that entirely. And then at the end, you're like, yeah, that was the line I thought. <laughs> That's why I didn't see it. <laughs> it all makes sense. Maria, thank you so, so much for joining me on this very, very special episode because it was such a big episode. I hope you've had a nice time. 
it has been great to talk about it to someone else who watches it because <laughs> I am sadly in a bit of a minority in my house. So I have loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, brilliant. I feel the same because I talk to lots of people online about it and people who listen to the podcast send me messages. But people that I work with every day I haven't watched it and I'm like I need to talk to someone about this so um, I really appreciated being able to vent all of my frustrations to you thank you so much I will talk to you soon I'm sure take care Maria bye bye thank you bye hello faithful trader listeners thank you for joining me for the episode 5 deep dive with my lovely new guest co-host Maria Ames who was so great and helped correct my many mistakes and all of the outtakes that I had to cut from the recording before I go I want to say a really big thank you to Joseph on coffee.com Joseph I don't know your surname but thank you I really really appreciate your donation it's so nice to get an email telling me that someone has contributed to the podcast. Um, so that was fantastic. If you want to be like Joseph and have a shout out on the podcast and help me keep things going, you can visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-E-E-L-E-Y and make a donation, little or large, which helps me with the editing software costs and Zoom subscription and all those other things and all of the time that this takes. Episode 6 has already been recorded and is on the way real soon and I can't believe how close we already are to the end of the season. Only a few more episodes. I'm so excited to find out what happens, yet so nervous. I'll keep talking about it on the podcast with the other fab guest co-hosts who are coming to join me and some incoming interviews with contestants from the season. Eek! More details soon. Until next time, stay faithful.